This is the final episode of the ancient civilizations that I've talked about throughout the course of this these last like four or five months. It was really interesting to talk about and look into Mesoamerican cultures and this one last culture, which is an Andean culture, an ancient Andean culture called the Incas. And it's uh, a lot of things that I didn't expect to do or like think about, learn, talk about when I started taking the course that these are for. But at the end of the day, I am very proud of these episodes that I've done and the things that I have learned and the movies that I've watched, even though most of them aren't very good. But now we will get on to the last one. Incas. The Incas were a very tight-knit culture, and they did not have a lot to account for other than some old architecture and the things that the Spanish eventually built over because the Incas, they didn't really have a written language. And again, we're going to talk about some films that were made and they were inspired by another ancient civilization, this time being the Incas. And the accuracy of them is to be determined. And ultimately, the answer is they're not really good at all. They're not great. But they have a couple glimpses of light, which were good things that they did. And a little bit of the conquest of the Spanish will be looked at, more so than in the first two about the Maya and the Aztecs. And the first two films that I watched, not the first two, but the two films that I watched for this was The Secret of the Incas that come out in 1954 and Royal Hunt of the Sun that came out in 1969. But before we talk about the movies and their inaccuracies, we do need to talk about the Incas and who they were as a people or a culture first, kind of like what we've done before. The Incas were a very interesting culture in the fact that they didn't have much for markets. Sure, they had like market systems that existed in other cultures during the time, but these cultures thrived on little neighborhood setups called an ayu. They were set up to help expand their power, and this is how the Incas would gain power by spreading their ayus throughout an empire, essentially. They would marry into them even at some point. And one thing to remember is that the Incas are high-class people and that no commoners were allowed to be in there, typically. And the ayus were a thing of kinship and reciprocity. It would help build things. It gained workers, and a lot of it was very labor-based when you look at it from an outside point of view. They were a labor-based culture, and the Ayus would help expand upon the labor that they would do. There would be Incas by blood, which would be within the Ayu itself, which is almost passed down upon the people, upon families and such like that. Another would be privilege, and that would be if they were married into it or if they were like specialized warriors or merchants, which that's not quite as common as like just being born into it. Like whoever would have started that woman, women also played a big role inside of the culture, just like the Mesoamerican cultures that we looked at. 
the Maya and Aztecs. And the moon was representing them, and the sun would represent the males, kind of like the other ones that we've talked about. Similar, not quite, but similar. So they went hand-in-hand, the males and females. One of the big things in the Incas' lives was metallurgy. And they created a lot of things with metals. Gold was one big thing that they had, and it was like it was special to them. It was special in the sense that they had made it to display things that were major for their religions or other importances inside of their culture. And of course, when the Spanish conquest happened, the Spanish would eventually melt all of this down, and they would you know, just melt it down and take it for themselves. And onto more metallurgy, they had a lot of, I don't really remember what kinds of metals, but a lot of them was to display um, things about their culture and things like that. They didn't use them for like fighting and things like that. The Incas, they were also very heavy handed into astronomy, knowing the cycles of the sun and the moon Hence, the male and the female cycles that would happen just like in the other cultures that we've talked about. And they would say the sun god was always present, which is one of the examples of gold, as I mentioned earlier. And that was to praise the sun god, in other words. The last two major things about the Incas that seem to be very important to their culture were their road systems which are very intricate and their military the road systems were essential to maintaining what they had within their eyes and what they expanded upon it helped send goods to other people in their eyes and like wherever they expanded upon it was a very intricate system of roads like i said earlier and one one thing was they involved like wooden bridges with chicken wire like materials essentially holding them together I can't remember what exactly the material is. I think it was like hay or something like that. It was like grass or wheat specifically made and specifically weaved basically to help suspend the bridge. And that helped expansion as well because they would go to other places and then expand upon that. Another thing that I mentioned was military. And they had gigantic militaries um a lot of the things they they believed it was just number over quality they just thought having big armies would scare off people and it did when they were trying to conquer people they would just say hey um you want to give us this and help us with this and then if they said no they'd be like all right well we got this big army and we will potentially just screw you up f you up and it was just a do this or else kind of thing and it was a scare tactic to help build their culture now we can talk about the films that i watched for this and the first film being secret of the incas which I will say right away is just not a very good movie for various reasons. Even the great Charlton Heston, Charlton Heston, 
my apologies. I always have never been able to say his name very well. But even he could not save this movie with his amazing screen presence, typically. And that's not really the point of what I'm trying to say. The point is, was this accurate? No, not really. Not at all. But in the opening shot, you do see lambs among all of the land, which it takes place in present day when the movie was made. But having all of them was very accurate. I didn't mention that earlier, but they had a lot of lamb, goat, things like that just kind of roaming around. And that was an accurate thing, even during that time, and probably is today. But... um. I'll just give him a few points for that. And at one point, Cusco, which is the basically the main city, was called the City of Life, which I think is kind of accurate, but it more means like the center of the universe. If You can tell me that I'm wrong if not. But um, yeah, that's what they said in the movie, this City of Life. And what I googled was it meant the center of the universe and like a couple other things. Like just like when you see the first few options from Google. So I don't know if that uh, was accurate or not either. But um, there are little things like them mentioning how the architecture would withstand very bad earthquakes, which is very accurate because the Incas had built a lot of really sturdy buildings and they did in fact make it through a lot of earthquakes (laughs) and that area was very vast with earthquakes and other than that though they didn't do much about the culture which i can't really that's what the point of this podcast episode is is to talk about the cultures and they didn't really do that they set up an adventure in the ruins of this culture in this area and they didn't really do anything they would mention little stories about Cusco or like talk about oh the Spanish and gold but they didn't do anything else they just wanted to make a little adventure movie in the setting of this which was very disappointing to me but another little bit tidbit of accuracies was they talked about the elevation at one point because one guy just couldn't breathe and they said man you're gonna have to take it easy and if you look at it from that point of view that shows that they had knowledge that uh, people that lived in the Andean cultures they're better equipped to withstand that versus the others (laughs) they had better lung capacity and that were built up for it But other than that, there's just not much that I can say about this movie other than there's little accuracies, but they didn't go out of their way to delve into it, which was very disappointing. Now the last film that I watched for this, and for this whole project, actually, for the, of all of this, Maya, Aztecs, Incas, Watch six movies. The last film here is Royal Hunt of the Sun. And this focuses more on the Spanish conquest. And 
Yeah, it's it's more heavy-handed in that than pretty much any of the other movies or anything that I've watched. And the Spanish, I'm not going to say what their intentions were and stuff like that. Or, like, what they did. But um, the conquest was essentially the Spanish just finding finding quote-unquote land from their perspective and then trying to convert people and then get gold because they found gold. And Pizarro was a guy who was, I don't even know what he was, but he was a big figure into that. And he was not a great guy, but the movies that I've watched, or this movie that I watched, they painted him as almost an inadvertently evil dude, which I think in some ways he was, but it wasn't entirely accurate in this movie. All right, so then I'll talk about the movie here. So Pizarro was mentioned here, and he was a guy that was portrayed as an egotistical person, which he was to an extent, but I don't think it was in the way that the film portrayed it as because the film portrayed him as like this mustache twirling very cartoonish character and very egotistical um but um and the people that he had working with him they felt like james bond henchmen and he was like the lead henchman which (laughs) definitely is not accurate for them at all and Really, in the film, the the way the Spanish were portrayed was very stereotypical, that they were evil and they just wanted to murder people. Now, that's not really the case. They weren't great people, but they weren't out there to necessarily kill people. They just wanted to spread religion and find land and gold, which was shitty, but... Nonetheless, they weren't there just to like be like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to force myself upon people, which they did a little bit of, but that's besides the point. And the one thing that they do portray in the movie that is sort of passable is that the Spanish would want gold, and but it was portrayed over the top like, pretty much everything else in this movie, but it was accurate enough to paint the picture that the Spanish cared about finding gold. And then let's talk about the Inca perspective and the Inca side of the movie. The Incas were dressed in gold in the film, which if I remember correctly, that just is not accurate at all. It's just not. I think if anything, from what I remember in class is that it was more decorative kind of like any of the other medals. I could be wrong, but um, I don't think they wore tons of it. And another thing that was actually accurate, they were carrying Christopher Plummer, which we'll talk about in a moment, carrying him, had a whole group carrying him into this complex, which that is very accurate. I applaud that a little bit. And then another one, another thing that was very accurate was they had, uh, they showed the bridges in the road system, which that was, that was great. I am surprised they actually put that and they were fairly sturdy bridges too, but in the movie it fell apart and that was likely for dramatic effect. 
I'm assuming. And um, they also nailed the sequence where they had a decent sized army, and that was when they were carrying Christopher Plummer's character, the one of the kings. Um, but yeah, otherwise, that was about it. And then there was just one scene where they just decided to blow some shit up, and it didn't really fit. I don't know why they put it in there. So yeah. But now let's talk about Christopher Plummer. <laughs> Christopher Plummer was just problematic, to say the least, yet again, just like a lot of the characters that I've talked about through this class and through these projects, playing a definitely not white king. And this dude's a British white dude, and Christopher Plummer's amazing. But the the things that are problematic is that there's, there's just a ton of whitewashing that occurs in films like this and yet again, this film. And that's just one thing. He also plays this King who was probably very intellectual, very smart, very intricate, but he played this King so strangely. He acts like a kid versus like an actual leader that the King would be. I don't remember the name of the King. But he, it was just very dumb. And it kind of created a stereotype of, again, Native Americans or other Native cultures, which just is very dumb. But at the end of the movie, they did that to both sides. So they were both (laughs) really bad in that aspect. They did dumb stereotypes of the Spanish and the Andeans. And at the end of the day, there are films out there that you can watch that you can help that helps you understand cultures or get a basic one. They don't come very often, but when they do, it's phenomenal and it's amazing. And that's not really the case with either of these movies. I haven't had any of them with most of the movies that I've watched. Um, the first one it was just a boring movie with no real good information. And the second one had a little bit of information, a little accuracy, but not much at all. But at least it was very bizarre, so it was at least entertaining in that aspect. But I can say that I'm glad that I learned more about these cultures with these projects and these movies, whether it was me like trying to find it afterwards or learning them in class versus the actual movie themselves. And I can say that it was just an experience, which I am thankful for. And my sources for this one, um, they were, again, notes in class and the films themselves. I didn't really do a lot of outside research. I did a couple Google um, searches just to like, like the Cusco thing and things like that. So... That's basically what I did. Um, A lot of the stuff just come from the book. And yeah, so I will say thank you for listening to this. um, And thank you to my professor for letting me do this thing, this project. Because it's been really interesting. It's been really cool. And I do apologize that it's a week late because I was down in Texas for a week. So I was a about a week late on turning this in, but um, 
I watched the movies for this and I did what I could to do this and make this happen. Um, I think that's all I have to say on that. So thank you.